I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always and I am so happy that you are joining me here this week. So thank you. Happy August by the way. I'm sorry but how is it already August? I I mean I'm gonna backtrack for a second July for me personally felt extremely long. It probably felt like two months long to me and I'll get to why in a second. But at the same time, it's like, how is it already the last month of, you know, like summer before, I don't know, September always kind of still feels like that back to school month, even though I'm technically like I'm not in school in the sense that I go to school in September but for those of you who don't know I am actually in school I am studying to become a somatic therapist I have recently completed my first year of somatic therapy And I am also studying parts work as well. So those are just two different types of therapies and ways to support you in healing. And I just am fascinated by this approach to healing. So I am technically a student, but I just don't go to school like September until springtime, so to speak. But September just still, I think we all kind of feel that. Or when does that wear off? I'm 31 years old now. And September still very much feels like that back to school energy. So anyways, August is always that month where it's like, oh my gosh, one last month of summer left. And I can't believe June and July are already done. But like I said, July for me at least felt like two months long. And if you are familiar with the show and you tune into the podcast every week, thank you. But if you're one of those people, you'll know what this episode's all about. So it would have been about a year ago. I think it was actually in September of last year when I started this series and it's our mental health check-in series. So I was receiving a lot of requests to do more solo podcast episodes. And I really love solo podcast episodes. I recently did one or I did a few actually on signs you're not eating enough and then how to actually eat enough food. And I just really love sitting down with my microphone and recording these solo podcast episodes. I just love it so much. And so since I was receiving so many requests to do more solo episodes, 
I thought we could pencil in a monthly solo podcast episode. And one of the topics I love talking about the most and really why I created this podcast in the first place was to have these open, real and honest conversations about topics relating to our mental health, right? And that's just a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. So I blocked off the first Wednesday of every month as our solo podcast episode of the month, but also a monthly mental health check-in episode. So this podcast episode is exactly that. And in this episode, you can just expect a recap of last month and also me sharing how my mental health was and then some practices that have helped me or a single practice that really stood out to me this past month that has really helped me with my mental health. And then also I typically answer a listener question related to mental health or share something like a theme or something like that that can help you with your mental health that was recently coming up for my clients or just throughout the past month, like a theme that I noticed with my clients. So let's get to it. I know I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I am fairly newly engaged. We are approaching the one month mark of me being engaged and it's kind of getting a little bit more familiar or just a little bit more natural for me to be saying that. I think the last time I shared that with you, I was like really excited to share that I was engaged, but it felt kind of like awkward and clunky and weird to even be saying it like kind of surreal. And it's just, it's funny. It's something new that I had to get used to. And I even catch myself like when I'm in conversation with people and I'm referring to Scott, I, I catch myself like just automatically saying, Oh yeah, my boyfriend does this, or my boyfriend and I did that, whatever the conversation is and I'm always referring to Scott as my boyfriend and I mean we set a date for the wedding which is the end of August of next year and so I really do want to take this entire year because I I have an entire year to soak up the fact that we're engaged and I mean we're only going to get this one year of being engaged before we get married. And so I really want to soak that up. So I think I need to kind of challenge myself and not even challenge myself, but I just need to like start making a point to call him my fiance rather than my boyfriend, because I've kind of been waiting for this for a really long time. And now I finally get to say that he's my fiance and I keep referring to him as my boyfriend. But yeah, so that's something 
that I'm definitely getting used to. I'm so excited to be calling him my fiance, but it still feels kind of unfamiliar and clunky and kind of funny. And I don't know, also to me, but this is totally a story that I'm making up in my own head and I observe that and I acknowledge that, but because I'm so excited to call him my fiance, it feels like every single time if I were to call him my fiance, it's like, I'm just like waving my big old like pride flag that I'm so excited to be calling him that. But anyways, like I said, I know that's like this story that I'm telling myself that it's like this much bigger deal than it actually is. So anyways, my July, like I said, felt like such a long month in the best way possible. I know they always say that time flies when you're having fun. Well, July was hands down my favorite month of the year so far, but it felt like a really long month. But I think that tends to be how I feel when something kind of big happens at the very beginning or the very end of the month and it kind of breaks the month up into two different parts so at the very very end of June a friend of mine from Washington DC she's actually been on the podcast before her name's Kara McCartney and if you're looking for any web design and web copy stuff basically web copy. If you're looking for web design, I would definitely send you to my fiance, Scott. He is a web designer, but Kara, where she really shines specifically is with the web copy. So anyways, I'm totally getting off course here, but my friend Kara from Washington DC came to visit me and she spent a week with me. So she was here for basically the first week of July And then a couple days after she left, Scott proposed and it was kind of like a whirlwind of a week after that. We had family visiting and if you've ever been engaged before and you wanted to get married like kind of within the year or even quicker, like if you weren't planning on having a long engagement, you kind of start diving into the wedding planning and I am and I was just so excited because it was like so new and I just totally dove right in like both feet right in just or full body dive in to the excitement of wedding planning so It was the next week we went and we checked out venues. Actually, we went to a single venue and we booked it right away because we just knew that's exactly what we wanted. And so we were able to grab a weekend in August that we both wanted. And so that worked out perfectly. And then I asked all of my bridesmaids to be my bridesmaids. And so... That was just a really exciting month for me. And so I feel like July, the first half of July, was just such a blur of excitement and fun and just so many great things that when it kind of, in a way, just like kind of slowed down in a sense, 
then the last half of July was just really chill and relaxing. And I feel like whenever I have a month like that with very different kind of two different themes in one month, the month feels kind of longer, but in a really good way. So that's how July felt for me. Um, Like I said, it was definitely the best month of the year so far. I'm so pumped to be getting married next summer and something that I'm really looking forward to for this month is I'm actually going on a trip. So I was chatting with my mom about going dress shopping because obviously that's something that comes up when you're wedding planning and things like that. And I shared with her that I would love to go dress shopping with her for sure, obviously, but then also my aunt and my maid of honor and both of them just happen to live out in BC. So my mom suggested that we go out to BC. So we booked some flights to go out to BC. So I leave in two weeks. It was two day, two weeks as of yesterday. So I leave on Tuesday and I am just so excited to go and yeah, I I have so many ideas of dresses that I really like, but the one thing that I know for certain from so many brides and I've been dress shopping with actually my maid of honor before I was I went wedding dress shopping with her and what I hear over and over and over again and what I just know is that so many brides have an idea in their mind of what they want or what they think they want and then they tend to leave with something completely different and so right now I really like things with a little bit of a somewhat of like a v-cut or whatever and some straps and I really lean towards lacy things stuff like that so I have an idea in my mind of what I really like but I'm so prepared to try on all different things and I wouldn't be surprised if I actually left with something completely different than what I have in mind right now so I think dress shopping is going to be really fun and I guess it just also has been making me so incredibly grateful and just I don't know, it just opens my eyes to all of the healing work that I've done over the past, gosh, like decade, but more specifically over the past, uh, like since like 2018, I guess, Um, specifically that year of 2018, 2019 of all of the work that I did to recover from hypothalamic amenorrhea and get my body to this place of being really healthy and feeling safe and I'm just I'm occupying a larger body than I ever have in my entire life and I am also the most confident that I've ever been in my entire life and I'm just the most happy and so I guess just anticipating this experience of going wedding dress shopping with my family it's 
I think it's such a different or it's going to be such a different experience for me now than what it would have been prior to doing all of this healing work. And I'm just super grateful for committing to that journey and getting to where I am today. So that's just kind of some of the reflection that um, has been coming up for me lately. And yeah, so that's kind of a recap of my July and some things that I'm looking forward to in August. And then just specifically talking about mental health. So although July was absolutely hands down, the best month of my year so far, I can't just kind of gloss over the fact that I have also been feeling quite indifferent towards social media lately and pretty uninspired to be completely honest. And that has a lot to do with just like Instagram making a lot of changes lately and they're really pushing like content creators like myself to be making video content. And there is actually a really short period of time in July. I think it was just actually a matter of a couple of days where they switched the Instagram platform over to being something more similar to TikTok. So it took up your entire screen and you were basically just seeing videos over and over and over again as you like flipped through. And that was a lot, I think. And this is actually a really good conversation to have because I know a lot of you have questions about my work with somatic therapy and what that actually looks like. And I know for months now, I've been promising you an episode about somatic therapy, but trust me, it is coming. I promise you. And you're going to love it when it comes. (laughs) Just give me a minute here. But um, this is just kind of a glimpse in that. But somatic therapy and the work that I do with my clients, we bring a lot of awareness and start to understand our nervous system much better than we did prior to this type of work that we do together. And that was just something that I noticed for me, like when Instagram started switching things and really promoting videos and not really showing pictures anymore. I noticed that my nervous system was becoming very activated whenever I went on Instagram. I just felt it like there was just too much coming at me. It wasn't like this calming experience or a grounding experience. And it made me realize like I don't want to be putting out content that feels that activating for my nervous system because I don't want to be like putting that content out into the world that's activating, you know, my client's nervous systems in that way or my future or potential client's nervous systems in that way. So it's just something that 
you know, didn't resonate with me, but I think there was just such an uproar, to be honest. Like, it seemed like there was so much um, pushback on that change that Instagram made that they actually reversed the change. So although I still, you know, make reels here and there and stuff like that, the platform is generally back to how it was and it feels a lot less activating. So anyways, with sharing all of that, I just wanted to, as we're talking about how July was for my mental health, um, I think it was a combination of just being so excited about being engaged and kind of wanting to focus on that. And then also, you know, the summer vibes and just wanting to take time off in the summer and my friend coming to visit. And then we had family visiting. And I think when I take um, long periods of time off from things, it's more challenging for me to get back into the thing so anyways I think July for me a lot of it especially the last half of the month was like navigating getting back into a rhythm of showing up in my business and not even my business because my I'm always in my business Every single day I'm seeing my amazing clients and I'm so grateful for them. But the other part of my business, like in addition to seeing my clients, I actually have to show up on social media or else no one knows I'm here, right? And so that's kind of the part of my business that I was navigating back into and trying to decide, okay, how am I going to show up in a way that's authentic to me? And that's something that I want to just talk to you about, about like showing up authentically. This is something you will always be guaranteed on with me. Like I will always show up as my authentic self. And I actually wrote an entire email about this to my newsletter subscribers just about how I can promise you that I will always show up authentically and if you're not yet on my newsletter list this is just a reminder that that is hands down the best way to keep in touch with me I always say this but we truly don't know what's going to happen on social media like we don't know what's going to happen with Instagram, right? Like they can make those changes at a drop of the hat and we don't know what types of changes they're going to be making in the future either. So with all that being said, the best way to keep in touch with me, even if you are on Instagram or maybe you do feel as though Instagram has been overly activating for your nervous system, I would definitely recommend subscribing to my newsletter because I only send out one email every single week and there's some good stuff in my emails. So I have the link for you in my show notes. If you're interested in that, I would love to have you on the list. Now, finally, moving on to a practice that stood out to me this month. And I went on a walk this morning 
thinking about recording this podcast for you today and kind of like getting some ideas together in my head and reflecting back on this past month and also just reflecting on what mental health practice maybe helped me the most in July and something that I actually do with my clients fairly often, especially if you're working with me inside back home to you, you'll know about this practice. So we are all going to go through periods of time or phases in our life where we just feel like we're not really ourselves. Things feel a little bit off. And this is what I kind of like referring to as a funk. You know, I'm sure if you're listening to this right now, there has been a time in your life where you just feel like you're just in a funk. You're not really yourself. And, you know, we want to get back to feeling our self. And so this is the practice that I have done myself and with my clients and my clients, I always, even if I'm not working with my clients anymore, I will receive messages from them thanking me for this practice because they go back to this and it has helped them even beyond working with me. So when we feel like we're in this funk and we're not really ourselves, but we want to get back to ourselves, Let's make a list. And even if you're not in that funk right now, like that is the best time to make this list actually. But wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing right now, the practice is let's make this list. And it's a list of literally everything, including the most basic things. But let's make this list of things that truly just make you feel like you. Like I have this list that just are all the things that make me feel like Meg. So some of the things on my list are like literally the number one thing that is written down and it is number one is journaling every day. Like that is always something that brings me back home to myself. Always, always, always. And so there's journaling. So it can be, you know, like a self-nurturing, self-care practice such as that. But it can also just be something that's totally not that. And um, for me, some of those other things are like going for long walks by myself. So I love walking with Penny. I really do. But there's also just something about popping in my earbuds and going for a long walk all by myself. And I always feel better after a walk. Like I, I just feel like me when I'm out walking. Also, reading fiction novels. I totally feel like that brings me home to myself and also listening to true crime podcasts. And so when I was kind of feeling in a little bit of a funk during the last half of July, I came back to this list and I was like, okay, what am I not doing? Right? Like what are some of these basic things that I love doing that always make me feel 
like me? And what can I start adding back into my routine to just get me more back to feeling like me? And something that I had noticed was I would go for walks with Penny, but I was never listening to anything, which is totally fine. Like I love just taking in nature, but like I had just shared with you, there's something about true crime podcasts that I just really love and they just make me feel very me. So I made a point throughout July of starting to get back into listening to my favorite true crime podcast and I absolutely binged two seasons of a true crime podcast just this past weekend. Two seasons. <laughs> That's like it was 35 episodes in total that I binged. So anyways, that's just one example of something that I wasn't doing that I, you know, I went back to my list. I'm like, okay, I know this is something that always makes me feel myself. So I'm going to start including this back in, even though there was things on that list. Like for an example, when I lift weights, I totally feel myself. So I work out on a regular basis and that's great. But like I said, I was still kind of feeling like I was in a bit of a funk. So I went back to that list and kind of evaluated it and assessed it and asked myself, okay, what can I start bringing back into my life from this list? And listening to true crime podcasts was one of those things. So if you take something home from this episode or you're looking for a mental health practice for yourself this month, that would be my thing to you is make this list for yourself. Like what is your list, your me list, or as I like to call it with my clients who do my back home to you program, it's their back home to me list. And they make this list and it's all of, it's a collection of these things that allow them to feel themselves. And like I said, it, it can be pretty obvious things. Like for me, journaling is pretty obvious. That's just always something. And I feel like so many people can benefit from journaling, but then it could be something so unique and so like niche kind of thing, like something so quirky as going on solo walks and listening to a true crime podcast, that sort of thing. And so if you take something home from this episode, make that list for yourself and go back to that list whenever you feel a little off or like you're not really yourself, you're in a little bit of a funk. And I know this list is going to help you and maybe you're in that funk right now. And so let's make this list and see how many of those items are actually part of your daily routine right now? How often are you actually including those things into your life? I would be so curious. So that is what I've got for you this week, my friends. I will be back next week with a brand new episode with a guest. I'm so excited to be back here with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends. One of the best ways to share the show is taking a screenshot, posting it to social media and tagging me 
at I am Meg Doll. Thank you.